0: Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact Hello and welcome to Lockdown Beers and Rugby Chat. Yes, here at New Zealand Sport Radio, we are here to help you through lockdown. And it has just been announced that Auckland will be in Level 3 for another week. So look, people in the O9, uh, look, we're here with you to help you keep you entertained. Uh, and one of those people in the O9 is uh, Stephen Harris, who's joining me from there. Uh, so uh, hopefully you're keeping safe, sir. Yeah,
2: very much so, Paul. Hey,
0: great to uh, be on the Lockdown uh, Beers again. Again,
2: even though I don't have a lockdown beer, it's a lockdown, lockdown tea, I've got to say, but it'll give you almost a moment to uh, pour your beer because we're pretty close to, the, to that five o'clock time. Um, yeah, pretty predictable news, really, uh, given some of the uh, double-digit cases we've been seeing, in the, especially in the last week or so, and uh, of course, uh, another province that I'm quite fond of, Northland, also staying in lockdown, so they'll find out exactly where they are on uh Wednesday afternoon, I believe.
0: Um oh I'm I'm yeah, I thought it was Thursday that they were um and uh, looking at um I thought it was through to the fourteenth, but I could be yeah, through yeah. yeah. So Wake yep. and North will stay at level three until uh and, until yeah, until the end of end of day Thursday. Uh, yeah, I see the t- decision will be made the day before as day. Wednesday after- Wednesday afternoon.
2: So that yeah, You're they've good. got a fair idea. Fair idea. I know it's not on the agenda, but we were just talking about the Northern team that had made a, a rush down to to, to No, 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 so... no, it's on
0: the agenda. That's, there's only two things on the agenda today. So don't don't go and spoil it mm. straight away. Oh no, no, no. Well, I was just gonna say
2: while we were while we were way segue- weighing into that, uh, it looks likely that the game's gonna be down in the Bay of Plenty somewhere <laughs> on Friday that's evening. That's exactly what I, that's, that's
0: topic number two, and you've got to ruin it. We've haven't even got to five o'clock yet on five o'clock and Stephen goes and uh the um gives a spoiler uh as to uh, as to what i'm one of the one of the two topics we have to talk about today so anyway, there we go <laughs> leaving the gas in the glass rather than in the stomach to reduce the old burping got the old export um gold um uh, this time I'm getting through all of the quality new zealand uh beers or shall we say cheap um new zealand beers that you can get from new world not sponsored but hey new world if you would like to get on board um with us and help us with some uh, beers that would be fantastic. Uh, good to see um Rob uh, joining us on Facebook look where we are we're live at, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at five pm every day or you can listen to the podcast as a recording. also folks, just as a little uh, one if you want to keep up with um what's uh, going on, you can also listen to me on the old SENZ podcast as well um actually that's not a that doesn't give you a very good um a very good view, but uh third one oh, which one uh yeah down here we have Paul Baines from the Driving Wall Show with on all the domestic rugby action from the weekend. There you go, folks. So on Sunday, uh, I was on SENZ. Uh so you can catch up with that 11 minutes and 41 seconds. Only problem is they don't have to spell Baines. So I do need to get in touch with them. Tell them Baines is without an E, but there we go. Um but uh yeah, great. Thank you, Roberto, um, for letting for, for having me as a guest on uh on the old SCMZ on Sunday. And you, you you had a bit of a listen. I I've not listened back to it yet, but um yes, yes, I, I didn't yes. come on my words too much. Listen, always a good thing when they invite you back a second time,
2: Paul, because they obviously feel that you're making a, a little bit of sense and you're able to string some sentences together. So uh, um given that you've what was your third or fourth time, I'd have to say you are now the rugby oracle now, man. <laughs> the
0: uh, yeah, the, the NPC Oracle. Um yeah, well, what was to say, you always invited twice, the second time to apologize. Um the um Anyway, uh, so, 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 yes, we've got two little bits of news, really. First off, um, South Africa, in, in the URC, South Africa made a much better fist of it or South African scientists did um, this weekend with two wins, a draw and a loss on the road um, up in Europe. Unfortunately for them, uh, it looks like their November um, home games are going to have to be held in Italy, um, as I've seen on Twitter. And as we always, always know, everything you see on Twitter, you can believe. Um, so, uh, not, obviously, it's not come from, the, uh, from an official source yet, uh, but rumour has it that South Africa, South Africa teams will have to play their home games in Italy. Uh, it's a real shame uh, for those provinces and for the fans of those provinces, uh, even though South Africa has come off the apparent red list um, that uh, the UK has. Uh, and as we'll talk about in a moment uh, with the uh, the MPC, Stephen, I think this is down to basically you, you've got to make a decision at some point. You can't leave it to the last minute. Uh, and uh, so sensible decision there to make sure that the uh, tournament goes ahead. Yeah, all,
2: all in the planning, Paul. But, you know, but firstly, I, I think nothing like being stung after a couple of, a uh, little bit of criticism after the, your first two rounds, basically um, criticism saying that you're looking out of place and and um, some stinging criticism. So, yeah, it was good to see these sides way more competitive. And, uh, and of course, um uh, the Bulls coming up with a with a very, very good win. The Stormer's probably a little bit unlucky to get across the line. And you'd, you'd, you'd say the line's a little bit stiff as well. A couple of decisions could have gone either way. So, yeah, good to see. But on the downside, uh, yes, you, you're dead right. They're not going to be playing any home games anytime soon. But uh, planning, it is important that you, that you plan. And the good thing about it, They'll still be going going ahead and playing some rugby, and that's got to be a, a good thing for the broadcasters and, of course, the team team themselves if they want to get paid. Yep,
0: yeah, no, absolutely. And for those of you wondering, why is uh, the MPC sort of struggling through and uh, putting teams on coaches to dash out of um, lockdown areas? Well, again, that the decision there will be driven by money, and it will be that it's cheaper to have all these extra costs. Of running the uh, uh, running the tournament through to November with extra costs around pet player wages for an extra month and all those sort of things is cheaper than having to pay whatever the uh, whatever the fee is to Skype for not providing games, um, and uh, so yes, you've got to say that, uh, that that yeah money and TV schedules are things and TV, TV, TV money in particular is something that that is driving um, a lot of these sort of things. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, be surprised if. Uh, there were three coaches um, sat in Tauranga um, over the weekend, ready to run to Taupo, for example. Um, but it looks like uh, for um, Bay of Plenty, Northland and Waikato teams who are all based there. Because, uh, look, when we had that case in uh, Katikati, um, which is uh, just north of Tauranga, uh, there was uh, a lot of us. Well, I, I live just north of there, the next town up. Uh, a lot of us were yeah, wondering, "Oops, are we, are we, are we the next um, area to go into level three? Uh, and I, I'm sure that uh, rugby New Zealand would have been, had plans in place to get those three teams out of there. Uh, if if that had happened, my guess is they would have gone to Taupo. Look, that's where they were trying to get Auckland uh, counties, Manukau and Northland too. So clearly they know, not Northland, sorry, North Harbor. So so clearly they know what the hotels and training facilities are there. Um, but uh, thankfully we've dodged, dodged a bullet um, with the uh, county, county one has been no further positives. Um, and, uh, Therefore, Bay of Plenty is still in level two. Um, On that note, looking at the the fixtures this weekend then, Friday night, Northland versus Otago is still officially at Seminoff Stadium. Um, uh, Saturday, we've got Waikato versus Taranaki is still officially at FMG Stadium. Those two games are not going to be held there, folks. Look, with the uh, decision being made on Wednesday, that's too short a turnaround. Uh, And so uh, my guess, well, um, whilst I have uh, suggested that the Waihe, uh rugby uh, club ground could be used for, as we've got floodlights, um, my guess is that if the teams are in um, are in Tauranga, then they'll be heading to Rotorua because Tauranga domain does not have any floodlights uh, and uh, therefore you can't play a Friday night game there. Uh, so I'm expecting Northern versus Otago to be held at uh, Rotorua International Stadium. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised since all the cameras and stuff are there already. If uh, Waikato versus Taranaki wasn't held there um, as well, um, but uh, another man who's joined us, who's uh, managed to uh, get himself off the old work emails, and uh, I don't know, uh, is 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 Connie? managed
3: to crack open a beer, sir. Um, yes, just crack it open Fantastic.
0: So, uh, so which um, overly expensive uh, um, beer that you've uh, have, have you have you chosen today that you're paying all for the funny name and not for the actual content for?
3: well i thank you for that uh paul um <laughs> I, I do like my craft beers. I, I i do a little bit of brewing not that going on about that but um but uh emerson's today something quite quite okay. uh simple but emerson's Pilsen's bloody good oh yeah a uh, um
0: Dunedin or every down that way
3: is that right uh it's it's, it's Dunedin. i'll tell you what um, um if they want that, feel free to send some sponsorship, Emerson's, but uh, this is a free one. But uh, if you're <laughs> ever down south and you want to go to a really good bar, um, go to the Emerson's uh brew pub, it's actually fucking awesome. So, um, yeah, sorry, language. now
0: a couple of years ago, um, I pointed out that some of my Emerson's I had some Emerson's beers and they uh were rather frothy when I opened them. And uh, one of the um, someone on Twitter sent me a DM uh, apologizing as he, he's apparently one of the people who does bottling for Emerson's. Oh, wow. So, uh, hey, there you go, we might he might actually be watching today. And if you are. The, the, your IPA is doing well. There you go. Yeah,
3: very good. Top match, um,
0: five stars. Yes. Uh, so um, this Saturday we also have uh, Canterbury versus Hawks Bay at the Orange Theory Stadium. Um, uh, four thirty-five. Will you be getting on to that game, Con?
3: Um, I might do actually, because it's been such a, it's been a while since I've gone to a home game, so uh, I might do. Um, I was out of town last week. I actually would have went to the Farrah Palmer Cup game. Um. Which which was a which was a really good one, but um or almost was really good. No, it was a great game. Um, so I might do it. I might. I like to take my um my daughter along to the games, and uh, and they're actually a bit. It's a bit easier to take her along. She's almost four. Uh, to uh the NPC games where there's a bit more room than the um than the Super Rugby games where it's uh where you know it's often you know full and you can't move. And uh, the stadium's quite tight too. So, so yeah, so I might give it a shot, actually. Should be a uh, good fantastic.
0: one. Uh, um, Rob Robert, Robert in the live chat says magpies by eight, so uh, he doesn't think you've got much hope there. Oh, wow. Uh, but, uh, that's... Uh, cool. it's, it's kind of an interesting one, actually, that one, isn't it? Because, I mean, look, Hawks Bay have been going very well. Um, they also... Uh, but not just... Uh, and quite often with the sign that's got Ramfley Shield, they do really well at home, but then can't get up for the away games. But... They've been playing well away from home as well, so uh, yeah. Look, I, Hawks Bay are going to go into this one with uh, a lot of confidence, um, and the only question is, yeah, have, did they? Are, are they going to be emotionally drained after that game against Tasman, or are they going to be feel uh, sort of just just more confident going into that country? Yeah, I, I think they were giving really good shouts, honestly. Um, Paul,
2: I was gonna, Paul, I was going to say, ironic that we're actually talking about Hawks Bay because on our rugby chat. <clears throat> I put a good uh, podcast up from the, basically brought to you by the guys from Sins Radio with uh Mark Ozich. and I thought it was a, a really, really good interview by uh, by Ian Smith, and it, it really, really says a lot about that Magpies team, not just the way that they're coached, but in and in, 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 in and around their their leadership and and also their systems and how they view the game as well. Like for example. How they they utilise the uh, they, they're able to they're one of the better teams in terms of utilising the blind side in this competition and they know where their strengths are, strengths are and interestingly enough listening to Ozic, they're not the biggest side by any stretch of the imagination but they know exactly what their plans are they know exactly where to revert back to like for example when they're under a little bit of pressure against Tasman, I must admit 15 minutes to go I thought mm, maybe they're just hanging on. On here, but they listen. They do stuff that you can't coach. A- a- at breakdown, they were able to get guys over the ball, get some t- get get some turnovers, but they just refer back to the stuff that they know really well. They'll go back to their lineout drive, pull a penalty here and there. So yeah, you know they're they're an intelligent side, well led, and um, as as they said in the interview, m- m- May. It- May it be the it might be the last time we see and run around for the Magpies at home, given the nature of the uh, Bunnings NPC this year. When, uh, where we don't know where COVID's going to take us. Hopefully for the for the Hawkes Bay public, possibly
0: against Waikato in that final Shield challenge. Mm. The um you, you, you can't there on me but i think everyone else got got to hear, which is good i mean but you look at the hawks base so, i mean look they've got players like gareth evans ty falcon um coming off the bench so i mean we've got super rugby well actually gareth evans is a uh, is one cap all black from, from from memory um against japan back in a while a while ago so look i mean we've got they've got some decent players coming off that bench um in that one there um a couple of players a couple of sorry questions from the um the live chat um, Joshua asks us, uh, can you card a player who endangers their own teammate like Michael Bent dropping Finn Hoeta uh, um, uh, in a lineout during Taranaki versus Otago? I've never seen a, um, a player be carded for friendly fire. Um, so uh, uh, I think the answer to that one is probably uh, no. Good...
3: See, theoretically, <laughs> the way that they talk about because um, I, I think I've seen a penalty. I don't remember what it was for endangering your player, but not a card. I don't remember which one it is, and I could be talking shit, but I'm pretty sure there's there's been a penalty for it. Um, so, you know, you, you'd say that technically the rules might suggest that they should, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it'd certainly be odd to get a card for it, right? Because I guess a card is to balance the the uh, the... Balance out the impact of what you've just done, or potentially done, to the player that you've just had a consequence of or on. So, um, yeah, you kind of it doesn't really work with a card if you're, you're um, if you've just hurt your own player. You're just basically endangering that team again.
0: Well, the, the theory of a card is to is to deter that behaviour, right? So, if you want to deter behaviour, <laughs> carding players will be a, a really good way.
3: Um, I think that's the modern the modern you know. Approach, but I think it's often been a, a way to give a if you if you knock a player out, punch them in the head, and you get a red card. Well, that's your consequence for balancing out the fact that you've injured them. I hear what you're saying. It is ultimately it's a deterrent, but it can also be. People always talk about uh, the down the the purple card. You know the purple card thing. I think the the often argument against the purple card is it doesn't allow the punishment to to, to affect that game. So, the card is kind of to, to balance out what you've done to the other player, which, in, if, if, if you know, in a World Cup final, if you give a head high to Dan Carter and he goes off for the bad example, but you know, Richie Munger and he and he's out for the whole game, well, you kind of want the punishment to affect that game, anyway. Semantics, really.
0: Yep. No, one of the points yeah, I mean, Rob says it was, it was a fair line contest, but apparently, um, oh, sorry, I, missed, I missed this. Uh, Sam, uh, fish, 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 chili, um, was uh, was carded. For a target instead, so um, interesting one there. I so say I didn't see it, so I, I can't comment on the actual incident itself. It, Paul, Paul, it was a tough. It
2: was actually quite a tough call, in my my opinion. Like, yeah, he might have had an effect on the actual one one of one of the lifters, but it, it almost seemed accidental. Um, to to my way of, way of thinking, and I just think sometimes you know maybe a bit of common sense, but unfortunately, the the the, the, the officials will look at. Look at the end result and how that action actually, actually happened, whether it was
0: accidental or not. The um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, interesting one there. But no, I, I don't think you. Well, I'm. I'd, I'd love to find out which which uh, penalty the con is referring to because um, well, I've, I've never seen a player. Um, I can't remember. I'll re- rephrase that. I might have seen it, but I don't remember seeing a player uh, be uh, penalised for hurting his own player. Um, Another question. Why was Parry Parry Parkinson not taken on tour? Looked fit and destructive for Tasman. Now, you're a bit, I know, Stephen, I know you're a big fan of Parry Parry Parkinson.
2: I am. am. In fact, um, that, you know, like I said, Josh Lord to me, it's not a surprise that he was going to be an All Black. I just didn't think it'd be in 2021. And I immediately thought Parry Parry Parkinson because he's always, he's, been around around the seal, New, New Zealand, Māori's lock. He's always been around the scene, and he's always in, in, impressed with his um, with his um, with his work in the air, and um, and also he's deceptively strong as well when he when he carries, not just when he carries, but also holding up players. And I actually thought he was probably uh, top three best players for Tasman. On the weekend with it, with, along with Tava uh, uh, Tava Naiway, and I thought um, Mitch Hunt was pretty good as well. They're three best players, but if I had to pick pick one, yeah, Putty Putty Parkinson was just absolutely awesome. Me, I'm, and, and I, I do like him, and I almost sense we're with the All Blacks that we we are at a stage where I I'd like to see a few few more horses horses in the stable. Mm. Uh,
0: Connie, your thoughts on? On, on the locking position
3: yeah look I, I I I agree um I think uh Lord is it who I'm yeah Josh Lord that's right yeah when he came he got me he came out of nowhere for me I, I think I'd love to see someone that would have picked that um because I'll show you a liar no that's not true someone <laughs> might have picked it but I I also think that um he will be named and 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 get game time in some of the uh I guess uh, lower quality opposition for, for, in our tour, but potentially it'd be interesting to see if you get any to game time with the USA and then Italy as a, as a way of kind of developing depth uh, for for having such a young player. And how, how old is he? He's pretty young. In and Josh year. Lord
0: is um, 20.
3: Yeah, so it could be a, you know, it, as, as, as we know, um, some of our locks are aging. So it can yeah. be good to build a bit of depth in that position. Um, and so maybe, maybe that is it. it. It's a you know, we could have taken a more experienced lock, um, but this is a chance to blood someone. But obviously, if we get a big a couple of injuries in early on the tour and you know he has to come on start against France, that would be a big concern. Can't see that happening though.
0: Yeah, look, he's only got five caps for the Chiefs, um, so far. Uh, so, somebody that's um, uh, clearly uh, plays with the Tupu vai, uh, both at uh Taranaki and at some um, of the uh, the Chiefs um as well. So uh clearly a player from those point of view from that point of view who, who obviously will, will be a good pairing for, from, from that point of view. Um I guess he's a bit like Shannon Frizzell when he was first picked for the All Blacks he only had a handful of um Highlanders caps from memory uh, and came pretty much from from nowhere as well. So clearly uh these coaches like to or see something they like in a player uh, and it's not; uh, it doesn't have to be about experience. It can just be about their physical attributes, how they handle themselves, um, etc. Uh, Interesting that he got picked ahead of Arcoy, for example, who um, the uh, who didn't uh, who who has got more uh, chiefs caps. Uh, but um, I know that Clayton McMillan finds him very frustrating. I oh, found him a little bit frustrating to coach because he's always joking and always happy. <laughs> um, and sometimes, you're kind of like that. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing per se, um, because he. Um, but uh, yeah, perhaps not as serious um, as Clay would like at times. So maybe that's one of the reasons that so Josh Lord um, got up or, or, or got he- selected ahead of um, Arkoi, for example, um, who is also a young Australian, twenty-two. So uh, yeah, interesting um, selection there. Is, yeah, as yeah, you say, Josh, I mean, Josh Lord's not even first choice for his for his um, for his Super Rugby province. Uh, you might argue that with Ritalic coming back he doesn't even make the doesn't even make the match day twenty three with Va'ai, uh, I and then Coy off the bench. but um, yeah interesting um, selection uh with uh, with that one um what I thought we could do is, as I say there isn't much um, going on in the old rugby world news-wise, was to a bit of a speculation as to what the NPC will do with the uh, rest of the season now, uh, clearly, they're going to play games through until late uh, November. But, um, uh, boys, what do you think? Uh, so I, I guess to me, there are, there are probably uh, a couple of ways they can use this season. One is basically just get rid of promotion relegation because of uh, the obviously Auckland, Harbour, and um, Kansas Manicam not being involved. Um, and at the end of the day, it's really down to Auckland because Harbour and... Um, and counties were never going to get promoted anyway, so and they're already in the championship. So, free down to Auckland. Do you say get rid of promotion relegation entirely? Do you uh, relegate the bottom team in the Premiership, which could be Auckland? Um, how do you deal with those games that they that haven't been played? Do you make more a draw? Um, do you remove Auckland from relegation to say the bottom team, apart from Auckland, gets relegated? What are your thoughts on um, on this one? Who wants to have a crack at that first?
3: I think um, just like uh, I, I think they'll they'll do similar thing to we saw in in the Premiership in in the in the UK. I think the 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 top team from the I don't know how this will work, if it's possible. But the top team it, at the least it, it'll either be frozen or the top team from the um, from the Championship could be promoted. But I think it would. No one's going to say it's fair for the bottom team to be relegated. I, I personally would say um, it's. It, it, I think they don't want a precedent where any disrupted season means no promotion or relegation. You know, if there's a if there's an earthquake or a storm or something, you know, and a couple of games are cancelled. But considering the volume of games that have been cancelled, it seems like it's not a it's not a fair fair shake. So, I'd say possibly some form of promotion, but can't see relegation.
0: Stu?
2: oh man, I can't see any, I can't see a a, a solution for it. Either, either way, somebody's not going to be happy. Either, 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 <laughs> one. E- either way. Um, I think probably Auckland sitting at the bottom of the table at the moment, boy, they'll, they'll just go absolutely off.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it.
2: Ford promotional relegation, um, likes to Taranaki. Boy, you know, they've probably signed all these players. They've got a really good squad signed for, for this year. Then they've got to roll up and do exactly the same thing next year. Oh, listen, I, I heard of a few weeks ago that there will be no no finals. And that was even before basically a, a harbour and uh, counties Manukau and Auckland were, were ruled out. For me, I think it's the right thing to do, and it's the sensible thing to do. Just play out the round robin and no promotion relegation. I think, you know, for the sake of, oh, God, you could you could, you could maybe have still have a premiership final, but it would almost be pointless having a championship final, guys, um, to be honest, because, uh, yeah, there's uh, really not much you can do.
3: What would be the consequence of promoting Taranaki but not relegating anyone from the champion from the premiership?
0: Ooh. Okay, so that's what staff suggested on SENZ about a week or so ago. Was that, that that was his? And then basically next year, relegate two teams uh, and, and only promote one team. Now the problem with that is uh, around sorting out the schedule for next year. Mm-hmm. Currently, the way that it works is you have six games against teams in your own. Um, in your own division, and then you have four crossover games with the other division. If you end up with eight teams in the premiership, then you would have seven games in the premiership, and then three crossover games. But in seven and five,
3: seven teams and five teams, or
0: it would be um, it would be eight teams and um, and six teams. So in the championship, you would have five games against other teams in your own one, and then you get three crossover games. I guess that means the other two games would have to be extra games replaying get teams in the championship, which then makes it a bit of a lopsided mm. um draw if you get some um, uh Southland and counties, for example, then you get two wins. If you get uh Taranaki and Manawatu or whoever the, the top two are, then you might end up with two losses. So um it means that yeah, it does mean that uh it makes it you you'll have different strength draws, which you do anyway with crossover games, but um you would have different strength draws uh from, uh, particularly in that championship side of things, uh in that one. But um, so that would be, I think, the, the biggest problem would be trying to figure out what
3: the schedule. the schedule would be next year. And what do they do in the premiership in the UK, Paul? Obviously, they have 12 teams and then one year they hit and then last year they had 13 teams, is that correct? So this year they have 13
0: teams. 13, okay. um, and yeah. And essentially, they're just trying, I mean, the main reason that they're, that they want to go to 13 teams and is, is that they, they want a ring fence um, and they don't want to have relegation at all. Um, so that, that, that's the main driver behind it is that there are 13 owners of the uh, uh, for, uh, as, as part of the premiership and those are the 13 teams that are in the premiership now uh, historically. So when Leeds got promoted a, a decade or so ago, um, they created an extra... That they were allowed to buy into the league essentially um and they end up with 13 owners with only 12 spaces uh, which always looked a bit of a mess um and so that's been so now they've got all the 13 owners up they basically tried to cut off uh, relegation uh, but, the,
3: but the intent was for there to be the following year uh or this year uh there will be two rele- two relegations and one promotion what was the intent when they made that plan was that correct before the,
0: if they did that, that, that was pure window dressing to say, that no, that the 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 Premiership's intent has always been to ring fence and have no relegation. They've been okay. trying to do it for, over, for for about a decade now.
3: Okay. So interesting. So obviously they've got an extra game per year per, per season. Sorry, is that right? Because they've got to play each other once or, or whatever it is.
0: No, they play each other twice. So it will be two more games. Ah, to, okay.
3: so, so so with thirteen year, with thirteen teams, that means it's uh, um,
0: twenty four games. As opposed oh, to 22 okay. previously um and they get basically one, one team has a buy every round essentially yeah, okay all right um they, i mean uh, joshua says that the comp should be one comp anyway with all 14 teams just in one table um the reviewer also is uh, is suggesting that one as well it should just just be have just been an amalgamated <laughs> table can Josh i jump
2: and... in can i jump in <clears throat> i'm I'm actually, I'm actually totally opposed to that and i'll i'll explain I'll explain why. Yeah, sure, we get some results that a championship team, I suppose the result the other week, Waikato getting up against Northland, uh, or Northland getting up against Waikato the other way around. And people go, look, see, these guys can compete. But I reckon if they went to a one-team competition, what will basically happen? The rich will get richer. They will just basically pillage anybody who's half decent from, from Northland. Tom Robinson will probably end up playing uh, playing, playing playing at Auckland because that's what used to happen in the in the old days when we had a a 12 team competition basically anybody who was half decent got picked up whoever had the biggest bigger budgets and we can see at the moment that some teams definitely have bigger budgets than other and quite frankly the teams that sit in probably from 8th 9th 10th 11th Oh, basically, know, We got 14 teams. Beg your pardon. Any any teams from probably nine down will be will be Kenan, Kenan Fodder in a elongated competition. I'm total. I'm totally against it. And a lot of those games, once you're pretty much out of out of the comp, interest will basically fall fans, away big time. Fans drop fa, 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 Fans will drop away. It, it, to me, it. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's not perfect at the moment. We know that, but it keeps everybody engaged. And we see situations where, you know, uh, in this two-tier competition, even deep into a competition, the championship is still trying to find semi-finalists. It'll it'll be done and dusted halfway through. Trust me.
3: Yeah. I, I just just on your comments I mean personally it's what I think should happen with the new super rugby competition but it's a conversation for another moment I th- uh, as in I, I like the the model of, of two tiers but um, your second point completely agree the teams that are on the lower end um, you know need something to, to sort of fight for um but why does it change your first point? Why does the, the um, you know t- taking talent? Why is that different? Why would that be different in a 13 team or uh, 14 team comp versus two 17 comps?
2: I, I think, I think, in a, in a, you know, at the end of the day, all these players are trying to get super contract contracts, and you're not going to get noticed playing in a team that's 14, uh, 14th on the ladder. Trust me, you're more likely to get noticed uh, with, a, with a team that's going to be uh, def, def, definitely top top four. And, and to me, it kind of gives. A little, a little bit of an imbalance acro- across the board. Um, you know, it just—I I know from back in the day, Northland. I, I can think even back to as recently as twenty years ago when we we'd lose guys like David Holwell to Wellington, we'd lose Justin Collins to Auckland, Darren Whitcomb to Auckland. We we just basically lose all our best players, players to Auckland, and usually back in the day um, they were they were basically signed on the dotted. They'd end up getting a contract. With you know, part of the deal that they got one contract, that they actually also signed for Auckland. It was admittedly there was a lot of nepotism uh, on behalf of the Auckland administration back there. But you know, you know, for me, I'd I'd just lose. I'd I'd really lose interest, to be honest. I mean, to so say if you you got thirteen playing fourteen, who's going to watch that game?
3: Mm. So you're saying that the the top ten, team, the teams that are one to one to six, are going to. Uh, be more popular with the players and easily able to take talent from the, from players that are doing really well, that don't want to play for a team that's in 13th each year. Oh
2: yeah. You you know, we, we, we see a little bit of that at the moment, you know, so for example, Southland, who probably have got the smallest budget out of all the unions in the country. And, you know, they lost a couple of half decent players in Selby Rickett to, um, to Bay of Plenty. We know Bay of Plenty are a pretty cashed up, cashed up union. Uh, Southland very small demo, dem, demographic. I think they only probably have about half a dozen clubs in, in in their competition. I think they've even got to play two or three rounds during the season just to keep keep things ticking over. And you know that would be my real concern.
3: That's good. Cool.
2: I Josh just, well, just make a point,
0: point about so what fans uh, look. There, there aren't that many. Um, it just, it gets, crowds aren't that big. But yeah, I think you would yeah, lose even more interest. Um, from, from from that point of view, I, I'm happy with that as is. Uh, Reviewer says you're not actually um, rewarding the best team. You're rewarding um, who you thought was going to be the, the into the season outright. Now look, Taranaki are going very well this season, but it is extremely rare for the best team to be in the championship, and uh, there is there is normally a big gap uh, between that. Uh, and look, teams like Tasman, Waikato, uh, Canterbury. Auckland, um all are perennial premiership teams. They never drop it. they never, never drop down. Wellington um had uh, had that so that one off uh, the one-off, uh they, they they dropped down um and um you've uh, and Taranaki were there for a long while as well. But you've got um yeah, you, you, it's it's the, the, the teams in that top half are generally um the um uh, the better uh, g- generally the better the better teams. Uh, and I say Taranaki are the uh, it's it's very it's, it's it's rare for a team to win all of their crossover games, um, so I don't think. Yeah, I don't do think we do get the best team there. They um, have plenty. Went on a big buy-up this year. Budget restrictions. Um, well, uh, there are question marks around how were uh, around Tasman as well. Let's be honest. Signing players like Seve Reese um, to layer, uh, for example, last year, uh, and um, I whilst I, I whilst there are sort of rumours of a um, salary cap. Um, there's nothing. No one actually ever says if there is or there's no kind of statement from New Zealand, from, from New Zealand rugby about whether there is a, a salary cap or not, whether that is still in place. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, yeah, I, I'm not sure if there is a salary cap as such. Um, now there is a deal. There is there is a um, uh, an agreement with the Rugby New Zealand Rugby Players Association as to what minimum salaries are and what you got to get paid and that kind of stuff. But I don't think I'm not sure there's, there's an upper end on that to be honest. Um, the, uh, on, on that one. So, yeah, look, I'm I'm quite happy with the structure. I, think, I guess the only thing that um, you kind of think is, would it be nice for one of the Heartland Championship teams to be able to get up there again like they used to be able to? Um,
3: yeah. Is... It'd be great to see Mid-Canterbury win the Premiership, must admit. <laughs> it happens, give, it, give it 10 years. <laughs>
0: um now lb says, so yeah i would watch these games um if international players played them look now one of the to me i think the, stru- the structure that new zealand and south africa have got is is, is pretty much the perfect structure where you have where, to, to balance off player welfare versus uh the ability for players to have enough rugby to develop right because in the in europe um, essentially players play for one club, um, and, and then they might play some extra games, international games. Whereas in South Africa and New Zealand, um, now South Africa is obviously perhaps changing a bit because of the the old, uh, because of the, the URC. We'll have to see how that develops. But in New Zealand, uh, what we had in Australia with the NRC was um, that your top players got to play, the international players got to play in Super Rugby. Then the international players went off and played up to 14 Test matches. Now, if you're not an international rugby player, um, but, you're, you're, but you're a super rugby player, what do you do for the other six months of the year? Mm. Um, by having the by having the um, uh, having the NPC, you're giving those players uh, an extra um, ten to twelve games with playoffs, uh, the uh, to develop their game, to earn a living, um, and to uh, to keep playing. So they'll end up playing. what is it um, sixteen plus two? So around about historically it's been around about sort of 16 to 18 games of super rugby and then you've also got uh, 10 to 12 games of um, oh sorry 10 to 11 games there's no oh, no there's is, three is two finals 10 to 10 to 12 games of, of NPC um to play so to me I think it's right that we don't have the internationals playing NPC because it gives those super rugby players somewhere to play otherwise they will just get pushed down again by yeah.
3: um
0: by the internationals the internationals get overplayed
3: the other thing is we have obviously franchise rugby here, whereas in say the UK, well let's say England and I guess France, and you'd know a bit more about this than me, Paul um, they don't have a franchise and then a and then an NPC style arrangement the 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 premiership is effectively you know it, well that's their franchise so to speak. so it's one big long comp. As opposed to us, who have two tiers for our for our well, we effectively NPC is the second tier down. Um, whereas well, in the UK, I'm not sure what so, that is.
0: But, but so exactly in, in the UK, you have two tiers of rugby. You have international and club. And in theory, your local club team, say Waihee, could climb up all the all, climb up through the leagues and become Premiership champions, right? You, you, yeah. the, 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 whereas in New Zealand, you've got four tiers. You've got club, NPC. Super Rugby and international, and you've always got two tiers playing at the same time, um, so that everyone so everyone is always playing. Whereas in the UK, when you've got during July when they go on tour, or during the uh, this, this, the the uh, or during the November internationals, kind of like, you've you're trying to run a you're trying to run a club game, which is supposed to include your internationals, but your internationals are away, uh, and it all just becomes convoluted. Whereas I think I I I really think that the New Zealanders has stumbled upon. Um, and it's, 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 it's historic, let's be honest, as to, as to how it's all come about. Uh, the, uh, the the better structure that essentially you have, the first half of the year is club rugby and super rugby. The second half of the year is uh, provincial and international. Mm. Um, and It's all nicely packaged. You know what you're playing. Whereas in Europe, you've got um, club rugby, but then you take two weeks off to play some European rugby before coming back and playing some club rugby. Then you have international rugby and you might be playing, you might be paying some, um uh, uh some some premiership cup games as well then yeah it's it's a confusing season
3: yeah um, they, they, their top players are, are missing for such a huge portion of the season and you know yeah. they might only play in the what is it the champions cup um, or the the pointy end of the season and i guess the curry cup is is going has been going through what new zealand did go through a bit earlier which is um uh just international players not expected to participate at all. Uh, whereas I think uh, New Zealand sort of went through that sort of 20 years ago or so. Uh, and I think Curry Cup might be a bit more recent. And it yeah, is disappointing, also, you know, with all the heritage and everything, but it's just a reality, as you say.
0: But also the Curry Cup has gone through a stage where, um, uh, for example, the Lions uh, had had agreements where players could, rather than play the Curry Cup, they could go to Japan uh, in the Curry Cup season and play in Japan. When the Japanese league was in that was in that window mm. to, to get extra money, we saw that a little bit with with a couple of players towards the end of their careers, um, in playing like Dag went and did it. Um, mm-hmm. We also saw, um, but we so now, but they, but the but the, new, but the uh, Japan season is changing and has been moved around around the calendar, so it's not able to do it anymore. Um, but we did see that for a short while as well, um, as, uh, as as part of all of that. Um. So there you go, folks. I think uh, we are undecided as to how we how the MPC should be should be figured out. Um, but uh, I think we all agree on one thing: that Auckland shouldn't get relegated, as they've only been allowed to play two games uh, right. at the end of the day. Um, and that uh, personally, I think you should have rele- I, I think the bottom tier, bottom team in the Premiership, except for Auckland, should get relegated. The only question mark is how do you decide what results are for those games. That those teams aren't going to be able to play against Auckland, North Harbour, and Counties Manukau, I would suggest a nil or a draw um, is the uh, is 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 the right way to go about that. Um, but that would be my. Uh, but I've not seen if any of the teams have got three have to play all three. If they do have to play all three, three nil or draws would basically ruin, would basically put uh, put a dent in, would, would basically put a hole in your chance of being part of that. So uh, of 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 being at the top end of the table. So. But that would be mine.
2: Paul. And Paul just
0: Paul, Paul just before you go, I still think some some unions
2: have, have still got to basically work out what's what's best for them in terms of of of, of basically trimming 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 their spend. I mean, so like we we I, I might have shared some information with you with regards to North Harbour that you know every time they have a night game, it costs them something like twelve k. To turn the lights on, where and they don't get they, they don't get a, a big crowd there, and yet they've got a they've got a venue down at uh, Onewa Domain, which used to be their old ground, and you know that used to be that used to be a fantastic place to go and watch North Harbour games. And I just think some of the unions, same with Auckland, I think Auckland could either move to Western Springs or or basically out to out to west Western suburbs and in Auckland at Waitakere Stadium, and listen, get some of the clubs involved. Um, you know, those those are pretty re- reason They've actually got reasonable floodlighting facilities, base- both those two grounds. So, I think they've just got to basically think outside the square, but uh, yeah, think smarter.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a, uh, some of those things. I, I, I would be surprised if Waikato continue to play at FMG Stadium, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, look, they only opened up one stand, uh, and yeah, it's just, just too expensive for them. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised at that. Um, I think they were holding out for this year, which is their centenary year um, at, uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Waikato, for example, from now on don't play there, um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see uh, on that one. LB suggests you could use average scores for what those uh, games that haven't been played. Yeah. Look, if you use some sort of algorithm or average score or or uh, to decide you're going to end up with a whole bunch of upset people. Mm. Um, I think just uh, a nil or draw is an easy one to um, make it. So, make 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 a bit 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 fair so how uh so i think the if you look at um over in super rugby unlock whatever the the, it wasn't unlocked was it It something else that the uh, south could call it um, that they uh, chose to have nil or draws whereas in the european champions cup uh they it's kind of like which team caught covid got the loss and the other team got the win which seemed a little bit harsh. and then another 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 competition in Europe. They, they actually decided the the uh, they had sort of three wise men sit down and decide what the result was, um, and uh, and try to agree what the result was. Uh, so yeah, look, I'm not sure that's a that's a good one. Um, LB, you're right. Yep. smaller grounds, better atmosphere. Absolutely.
3: The, well, uh, the super nearby, rugby unlocked. Paul, you're right. Just googled oh, it. Vodacom yeah. Super Rugby unlocked. Just, just on uh, your comment before, I agree with the smaller crowds thing. I, you know, going along to Orange Series Stadium, which isn't a big stadium to be fair, compared to something like Eden Park, and uh, it, it doesn't take if there's ten thousand. There, no, no, sorry. If there's five thousand people there versus two thousand, it kind of looks similar. Um, and I've always wondered why not take it to Rugby Park. Uh, and I think it's because there's no there's no um, corporate boxes at Rugby Park and there's no catering and there's no those things. And I think that's actually because yep. because one of the things um, my brother, which are a building company and they actually have a, a, a box for for the Canterbury game. And uh, and I've gone along to it a couple of times and it's excellent. And I think the the you know people pay, you know, a reasonable amount of money. It doesn't you know, it's not nearly as much as what they bring in for Super Rugby, but there is a level of sponsorship that's far more accessible at NPC level than Super Rugby level. And there's a fair amount of money that gets sloshed around. And so they kind of need the facilities. And that might be the same for Waikato. I'm not sure what their sort of situation is. I've never been to FNG Stadium, but um, but uh, it might be the corporate sort of stuff, the advertising boards, like advertising ability. You know, a lot of TV watchers, um, you know to, npc does get a lot a lot of tv i wish they i'm um, not sure if they released the numbers you might know paul but my understanding is it gets pretty pretty good uh pretty good coverage one thing just just before we wrap i a little tidbit i was in australia like 6 years ago in sydney and i was really surprised um i was going into a few bars and restaurants and I kept on seeing npc games being played on the TVs in these bars and restaurants. And I'm going, you'd you barely see them. It was, seemed like it was even more than in New Zealand, you know, an NPC game on a TV with the sound on. Um, and I was shocked that over there they they were playing it. And I think it's just that they don't have in, a competition over there. And um, and people that like rugby actually find the NPC to be a pretty damn good competition to watch. So it does get pretty good TV coverage, I think. Paul, you'd know a bit yeah, more.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think the New Zealand's really got that... that um that pub going culture to watch rugby.
3: Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah. It's it's definitely it's definitely sorry. uh changed a bit. We do like to watch uh footy at home. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh review we'll talk about that tomorrow, I think, actually, because I've run out of time. Uh so we'll talk about MPC versus Heartland tomorrow. Um because I'm expecting to be in another quiet uh what do you call it? Um uh news day. Newsday. Thank you, Con for joining me. Thank you everyone um who's joined us in the live chat for the chat. Thank you, Stephen, who's dropped off as well. Uh we'll be back tomorrow at five PM with the uh, um, what is it? Lockdown beers and rugby chat, <laughs> um, as well as the driving more show tomorrow evening as well, where we'll talk about some things. We'll have another look at the uh, Fakatava eligibility um, thing tomorrow um, and uh, perhaps also look forward to the uh, November tour um, as well. And if we get some more information around the NPC, uh, we might, uh, again, look at uh, how the NPC will figure itself out for the rest of the season. So thank you, everybody. And uh, stay safe and uh, get vaccinated, please.
2: Imagine.